Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 338. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. I am so glad you're here today to learn all about MCAT success. We're gonna jump in to our episode with a Blueprint Live Online instructor sharing secrets for top scores, what they see, and what they've done themselves, right? These instructors are top scorers themselves. Before we jump in though, I just wanna remind you, go to blueprintmcat.com, our sponsor of the MCAT podcast. Go over to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for their free account, get access to their amazing study planner tool where you can put in the dates of your expected MCAT test, the dates that you are available, and it'll spit out a custom study plan for you. One of the biggest questions we get is, what does a three-month study plan look like? What does a four-month study plan look like? What does this look like? What does that look like? And I think uh, this is the solution, an amazing uh, audit, uh, kind of, I was going to say automated, but it's a magical, a magical tool that spits out a calendar for you that you can adjust on the fly. Go to blueprintmcat.com right now. Get access to that free study planner tool. Let's go and jump in. Say hello to our guest today. Zaska, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing excellent. I'm excited to chat with you today about our topic, um, kind of advice from top scorers, which you are one of. And as a Blueprint Live <laughs> Online uh, instructor, you get to hang out with lots of top scorers because Blueprint MCAT picks the the creme de la creme of uh, scores of the MCAT who also can teach, right? It's not just that you can score well, but you can teach it as well. So I would love uh, to dive into this conversation with your number one piece of advice for someone to become a top scorer. What is what is your piece of advice? Um, honestly, based on the conversations that I've had with like underclassmen who have asked me very similar things, I think, God, this is hard. I think probably the first, like the number one piece of advice that I would have is to take as many, like take as many practice, like full lengths as possible. Right. And there is a lot of reasons why this is the case. The first reason is just like being able to develop testing stamina. And I know like for those of y'all who have like maybe not taken a full length yet, maybe that sounds ridiculous, but legitimately the first time that I took full length, I took it like, and was basically ready to fall asleep by the halfway point. And then when I finished, it was like seven o'clock mm. and I like fell asleep. And then I, w I think I slept for like 12 hours or something ridiculous like that. So yeah. being able to take as many practice exams as you can will help you so that like on test day, you are 
not like me, not falling asleep in the middle and then not having to crash for like, you know, 12 hours afterwards. Yeah. I would love to see now that kind of continuous glucose monitors are are more of a mainstream thing. I would love to see uh, glucose levels at the start of an MCAT versus at the end, right? Your tiredness, I would assume correlates with decreasing glucose levels because you're not eating, right? You you can only eat the, uh, your lunch and then maybe scarf down a, a protein bar or something at your breaks. But a lot of people ignore those breaks or they just go to the bathroom real quick and, and they don't think about food. They don't think about insulin and glucose and all this stuff going, Oh, I'm like I'm using a lot of brain power. And I know there's uh there was some research about chess players and how many calories they burn. I think that has since been debunked a little bit in terms of how many calories heavy thinkers burn, but it's not nothing. It's not nothing. So it'd be interesting to see what's, what's going on with glucose levels um, during the MCAT. Yeah, for sure. And I think another component kind of related to your point about like food and glucose, right? Is that being able to practice like how those breaks are going to go is like, honestly, like very helpful because I think based on my practice, like I kind of knew going into test day that the first break and the third break, I was literally just going to run to the bathroom, pee, and then like come back, especially on test day, right? When they have like, they're checking your ID, they're like doing your palm scan, right? Um, you really don't have a ton of time to do stuff other than that. And so being able to plan those breaks in advance, while it sounds like a little neurotic on test day is like actually very helpful and make sure that you have as much time as you can to like be sitting there and actually taking the test versus being stuck outside. Yeah, it's a big, big part of that process and it's a stressful part of the process because so much of that is out of your control, uh, unfortunately. So practice exams, right? We hear it time and time again, too much time is spent doing content review, not enough time doing practice exams. Probably every top MCAT instructor, tutor, um, anyone will say that's that's a big part of the, the process and doing well on the MCAT. What do you think is another big piece of advice that uh, your colleagues at Blueprint MCAT, the, the other live online instructors would say is a key component of scoring well? Um, I think, I mean, this is something that we talked about last time, right? But coming up with active ways of learning um, that work the best for you. And maybe just to add a little bit of nuance here that maybe we didn't really talk about too much last time is that I tell my students and a lot of other Blueprint instructors tell their students that the most important thing that you can do for your learning is to make the ways that you learn as personalized to you as possible. So like one really good example of that, again, like that I bring up during class all the time, is that for example, if you're going to make a mnemonic for something, um, the best way to do so is to come up with your own mnemonic, especially one that's silly and one that you know you can like personally relate to. I don't necessarily remember under what context I was making this mnemonic, but I remembered when I was saying for my MCAT, I am, I think one of the most embarrassing things about me is that I am still a One Direction fan, even though they're not together. And like one of the mnemonics that I use for something, I, some concept in bio biochem was like something to do with like Harry and Zane and all of them. Um, and that was something that was, you know, like very silly, but like something that I, you know, personally care about and something that really stuck in my brain. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. So One Direction, that's the key to everything is, is One Direction <laughs> mnemonics. <Yeah. laughs> not New Kids yeah. on the Block, not Backstreet Boys, One Direction, folks. Exactly. <laughs> that's what we need. So so personalizing, right? Studying. And I think that's a, a big part of it. Even, right, we, we can talk about personalizing mnemonics, uh, very similar to creating your own flashcards. You're creating your own mnemonics, and that's a big part of the process. Um, but personalization, I think, is a big part of the process that a lot of students ignore. They'll go onto Reddit or Student Doctor Network. They'll download, here's how I uh, scored a, a, a 99th percentile in only two weeks of studying. And then everyone is like, oh, that's what I can do too. And they they don't realize, oh, wait, that doesn't work for me, number one, because I work a full-time job and that person didn't. I also didn't have a whatever uh, degree like that person had. So they had a much solid, much more solid foundation and whatever. Um, and, and it's just like stop chasing what everyone else is doing and just do what works for you. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, yeah, I think kind of related to what you were talking about before, um, Another piece of advice that I have is like, <laughs> I think the the forums, right? Like a pre-med Reddit and MCAT Reddit and student doctor network can be helpful to a certain degree. If you, you know, like don't know anything about the MCAT prep process and you need someone to kind of intro you into the resources that exist out there. But like, I will say my, like my biggest mistake personally that I made when I was studying for my prep was that I spent way, like way too much time on MCAT Reddit. Um, and trying to figure out like what I wanted to do versus just trying out things for myself. Um, I, I think a lot of the posts on there are like, you know, you have to think to yourself, like as a, as a consumer of these like Reddits or a student doctor network, for example, right? The people who are posting on those subreddits slash forums are going to be like specific kinds of people, right? They either did really well um, or... Honestly, no, that's like, that's usually, that's usually it. It's just people who did really well and just yeah. kind of want to flex a little bit, right? Yeah. Which obviously, you know, you deserve to be proud of your accomplishments, but comparing yourself to those kinds of people constantly can be counterproductive to you reaching your goals and you being able to do what you want to do. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot of those posters, uh, the, the people posting on Reddit, Student Doctor Network, there's a lot of survivorship bias in those posts too, to go, hey, I studied for two weeks and got a 528. The people who aren't posting are the people who also tried to study for two weeks and scored a 475. <laughs> they're, like, they're not out there posting going, hey, look at this huge mistake I just made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, it can be helpful sometimes, but for the most part, once you've gotten what you need, you need to you need to log off of Reddit or just like have a have a timer on your phone to limit the amount of time that you can spend on these apps because you don't want to you don't want to spend a, like spend a lot of time like I did like getting paralyzed and trying to figure out what to do versus just making an attempt. Yeah. So uh, some active learning, some personalization. Obviously, those full length exams, doing doing questions. What else uh, tips from top scorers? If, if you could think about all of your other Blueprint MCAT Live Online instructors, what are some other tips that you've heard uh, through, the, through the days? Yeah, um, I think another piece of advice, just like, I know this is something that is kind of like larger, kind of overarching that should serve you in many different purposes, but time management is like really important. Um, and 
I think being able, like, obviously it's important to manage your stress and make sure that you have breaks, but proactively scheduling those is going to take you like very far. So like I said before, in like a previous podcast, I usually would take one day off a week just to, you know, just to chill, not think about MCAT or do anything of that nature. Um, but like having that, like having that schedule helped me be like disciplined and kind of make sure that I took time for myself, but also wasn't, you know, getting excessive with it. Yeah, I think uh, intentionality, right, is a word that comes to mind, uh, just being very intentional with your time and, and schedule and all of that stuff. Let's try to do one one or two more. What What else do you think? Kind of like related to the, you know, like taking as many full lengths as you can. I think one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself is be a super diligent um, like reviewer of like all of the practice that you do. Um, and it obviously depends on what tools you're using. I know like one of my like favorite things that Blueprint offers is the analytics. So like when you take a full length or if you do any like practice questions from the QBank, you'll literally get like a percentage breakdown of like the questions that you get right and the ones that you get wrong. And it gives you like a breakdown of the topics that you got wrong. Um, I think another really cool analytic that they have is like changing right to wrong or wrong to right. Because like as someone who's a chronic overthinker, I feel like those stats would have been very cool to see and just see like, oh, like maybe I should have just gone with my gut feeling instead of changing the answer like two or three times. Right. <laughs> um, but for me, I did not use those blueprint analytic tools. I kind of just did it myself. Mm. Um, and, you know, having a like Google sheet, which is what I did of like all the practice exams that I did and then figuring out like what I guess what the question was, what the correct answer was, why the correct answer was right, what you answered, why you answered that question. And then like usually having like the topics associated with that so that you could go ahead and have like a list of topics you needed to review. I think in addition to reviewing your exams, having a having like a knowledge of the things that you're not good at is important. But if yeah. you don't act on those things, it doesn't make a difference, right? You can be like, oh, like, I know that I'm really bad at physics. Cool. Yep. But if you don't like do anything or like make a plan going forward and act or like, you know, using, I guess, like coming up with specific action items to address that, it's not necessarily going to make a difference because awareness is important. But taking that awareness and taking it one step forward into yeah. like doing something actionable is the most important thing. Yeah. So I, there are a couple of big tips in there, right? T doing actionable things to to take advantage of of knowledge gaps and and stuff like that. But I think the big one, right, is is that review. It's something that comes up all the time in terms of how to review a full length exam and why it is, is so important to review those full length exams super in depth so that you know why you're getting questions wrong, you know where the content gaps are, you know why you're getting questions right. Uh, so you can continue to strengthen those skills as well. So awesome. All great things that hopefully will give some students uh, some advice to be a top scorer themselves. All right, so there you have it. Hopefully this was a great episode for you. Some secrets for top scorers on the MCAT, what they're doing, what other people aren't doing to secure that score to get you into the medical school that you want to go to. Don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com today. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.